Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 87. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Cody, and Richie, and we just got back from our annual Badlands trip, and it was as eventful as they usually are. Um, I actually wheeled. Yeah, you did actually wheel. (laughs) There's something far more important than any of that, though. Graham actually remembered to introduce who else is on the podcast. Oh, it's only us, so it only makes (laughs) sense. I don't have a guest that I have to grill immediately in the first two seconds uh, and give them like ten questions to answer immediately before Cody uh, reigns me in. But um, No, I I mean, I get it when you do those intros where... Like you're just like, so excited to get them talking, so I totally understand when you have those moments where you're just like, "Well, tell me, tell me about your rig because it's dope," and then like you totally skip over like people have no idea who this person even is. But, but I mean, I appreciate you, you know, introducing yeah. us. It's no, always yeah, a good it's, time. Uh, wouldn't want to forget who's here. <laughs> um. So yeah, so, I mean, you, it was. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say you go first because. The wheeling, we did most of our wheeling together, so we can, well, actually, that's not true. You ran quite a few buggy, puggy trails with those guys, so and uh, broke a significant amount of things on your poor little Jeep this weekend. Yeah, but it's not, it was annoying, because none of the brakes are, like, enough for me to be like, yep, it's done, except for, uh, you know, the, the very last one, but that, even that one was stupid. Uh, spoiler, that happened to Luke, too. Uh, when we were at Harlan, and I actually called him after it happened, because I was like, huh, look at it, it's the same exact fucking bullshit. Um, but yeah, I mean, super dry, too. I don't think we've ever been there when it was that dry. Never. It was insane. The fact that, so soggy bottom legitimately was chafed bottom, because there was zero, like, it was like soup mud-ish, but you can actually see the rocks, which was mind-blowing what? for that trail. Yeah, it was insane. So that trail was like a easy green then. <laughs> that trail no, no, hard. it wasn't. Uh, it was still not an easy green. It was still like sludgy. Like There was evidence that it at some point was a soggy bottom, but uh, it was not. It was kind of a soupy... It was like a stew of mud. <laughs> not, not, not much of a soup anymore. Um... It, yeah. it was cool, though, to actually see. So this trail that we're talking about, uh, for the people who've never been to Badlands, is like this plateau as you climb up the mountain uh, that you dr- drop into this little water rock garden section and then climb out of it on the other end. Yeah. And, and usually... Sorry, go ahead. It leads into Copperhead, right? Yes. Uh, it's right in the middle of everything, so it's sort of a central point for a lot of trails. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking about it. My favorite way that we ran that when I went there was going uh, through that into Copperhead. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, and we actually ran it backwards compared. Well, we ran it forwards this year compared to the time that we ran it, where Luke or not Luke, where Graham shoved his axle directly into the hole of a rock. But um, we ran it both directions. Uh, we met up with you guys after we had just run it the other way. It's oh, a very different trail, both directions. It's cool. Yeah, and and it's it's one of those things that kind of sucks though because Badlands literally has two greens, three blues, two blacks, and then reds. Very fun and uh, intricate and wicked technical reds, which is fucking awesome. One of my favorite things about that property. Um, 
but back to soggy bottom soggy bottom is in that like rock garden area with the water you cannot see the rocks under the water so you just i mean gent for me with 35s i def out on everything through there and it's a good time don't get me wrong but you, you are driving by braille through there and but this year it was completely bone dry which was awesome because when we went through with um we went the opposite way through fu manchu into copperhead it was it was pretty easy actually and from what i've heard before was that's not generally a pretty easy trail um fu manchu yeah on fu manchu yeah yeah to copperhead no i mean years previous it's been uh much more of a struggle to get everybody through there yeah Whereas, i remember you know, all things considered it really wasn't too bad to get everybody through and we had a couple hang-ups with um i don't really know if you got hung up Marvel got hung up once. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin, Colin, uh, when he tried to climb the like almost kind of gatekeeper to the trail, that like wicked oblong fucking butt cheek looking rock. Oh, did he try going in between two at those the... two boulders? Yes, we're talking about. Did he at make the it? Bottom of uh, Fu Manchu, like coming in from the parking lot area. That gatekeeper. Yes. Or... Oh. That one gave my rig a hell of a time when I went there uh, in 2020 with you guys. And yeah, and so if we're talking about the same one, it's kind of like you you split the difference. But he kind of he did it like a really weird way. Like he didn't ride the crest on the left hand side. He kind of rode the crack through the center, which I could kind of see where he. Oh, was going see, with JB it, but... tried that same thing and it didn't work for him. So yeah. I did what you what you said he should have done and it worked perfectly i made it right over because yeah. i watched jb struggle and i was like i'm not gonna do that because i'm in the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah when i did that i went to the far right and i ended up really off camber to the driver's side which was less pleasant yes that's so that's exactly how colin did it this year and he ended up getting caught up which was he, luckily his whole winch setup and chris was in front of him so they got him through super super quickly um but yeah, it was like it was my plan to go there and we can we're going to be circling back to Graham's adventure on his way to Badlands, but we kind of hopped right Always into this. Something. So yeah, it's fuck fine. it. Um but my plan was and I told everybody this. I was like, I don't care who comes with me. What goes on? I'm running Fu Manchu, Copperhead down to Soggy Bottom. I don't give a fuck because every goddamn year we get stuck doing the green to blue down Armageddon and it's boring as shit and somebody breaks something stupid every goddamn time. And so I was really, really stoked to make it through that whole black trail and all the way down to the parking lot and being like, well, it's done. Like, yeah, it was a great trail, but it was almost like, all right, fuck it. What's next? And then we got to we got to watch Colin fucking levitate his shit, which was the funniest thing ever. And Graham can talk more on his excitement through this. Uh, I wouldn't even call it a rock garden. It was like a like a super technical, large, large scale rock trail and yeah you were like driving over smart cars it was um i mean there's really not too too much to say about that i mean it just if you weren't in the right spot for most of the time you were bound up and stuck uh and it happened to me at the beginning i don't think no there is a video that ryan got of my the beginning of me going through there and colin had to like straighten me out so my tires were pointing in the right direction it did climb it but it was that was the most bound up it was and then it's all about just picking you know or it seemed like it was about just riding 
picking which rock you were going to ride on because you weren't able to get onto both sides and and have a good time, right? They were just too far apart for that to work, but they were too close for you to just drive through it, obviously. So you had to pick how you were going to articulate through it all without jamming your tire into a rock and blowing it up. But, I mean, even Colin, when he went through there, he wasn't even bound up on anything when he blew his that U-joint. It just kind of <laughs> popped, right? It was it was odd. It was um, weird. It was weird too because uh from my perspective, he like tried to back up and then it was climbing, he then stopped, which I believe then preloaded everything in his drive line to then put it in or put it in gear and then let go of the clutch and it just fucking went bang. Like there was it was not his usual catastrophic explosion of a U-joint uh, axle shaft, but it was I mean it shot a cool spark. <laughs> Now, are we yeah. talking about like ripping the ears off, or was it just a U joint this time? It sheared the. Did it shear the U joint? I have no idea. I never actually ended up going over to see. I, I saw the. Um, it must have snapped the U joint or something. But I know the. Uh, the actual splines on the stub shaft were twisted. Like it twisted them. It didn't break Ooh. it, but it twisted it like half an inch, maybe a little less. So he got it pretty good then. Yeah, it was yeah. bound up well. I think he did end up breaking the. Uh, he, I don't know if it was, if he whipped the U joint or if it was an ear because Buckley did exclaim that he had something whiz past his head during <laughs> the, during the initial break, which is hysterical. <laughs> but <laughs> that's like um, we were at what was that trail? Wow, shoot the moon! And Colin was coming up, shoot the moon. He got on it, and he literally sheared both of the uh, yokes clean off, so it just drops the chunk of U-joint, like, right below the Jeep, with the ears, like, you know, gone. The U-joint sitting there, the ears are flung in the opposite directions up the trail. Sounds like he did the same thing again. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty similar. similar. He doesn't <laughs> seem to blow caps off, like, he's got those stupid full circle clips that he loves, and they seem to work, uh... But now the shaft just, you know, leaves the chat every time, <laughs> which is annoying. Feel bad. He needs to put his his new axles in, but he also can't because his jeep's rotted to hell. My favorite thing is going to be so at Roush. He's our four Roush. He's very excited to rent, borrow. Yeah, he's borrow. He's going <laughs> to borrow the those those thirty sevens, uh, the stickies. I think. That's and all I right. If he asks me, I'll give them to you, to him. He asked it when we were at the fire, but I mean, uh, he's got to do the work and come get him and mount him. I'm not fucking doing that. Hell so. no! Yeah, absolutely not. Definitely make him do that. Well, I mean, but, do you really want to do that with his track record of blowing tires? Yeah, well, he can he can be a little. Uh, no, 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 no. He only <laughs> blows tires because they're MTRs. Right, right, right. That's literally the only fucking reason. Yes. He just gets bad batches. Every single batch is a good batch, except for the batch Colin buys. Yeah, he but, always gets the bad ones. And but certainly. also, it's, it's his driving style, too. Like, he'll bomb down a green and, like, just rock rash the shit out of the side of one of his MTRs. So, like, if he wasn't a moron... No, the I, don't, greens, I don't know how the fuck he popped one uh, when he was following us that morning. He uh, did it on the green on the way out because he was pissed. That he had no fuel, so he was bombing through. Like I could hear it. I mean, I was still at. I was waiting. What for, kind of tire uh, can't handle going like twenty miles an hour max through like sticks and trees? Like that should be normal. Tire should be able to handle that. 
I understand. That's like you saying you couldn't drive on a gravel road with your all-terrains because you might puncture a sidewall accidentally because of a sharp piece of granite, right? Like you might. That's the problem. You genuinely fucking might. <laughs> nah. And, uh, I shouldn't, you shouldn't have to worry about that. That's fucking stupid. I get it. I do. But the track record of those MTRs is genuinely that they just suck dick. Like, they have good traction for what they are. But, but the, the sidewalls Kevlar are just... sidewall. <laughs> just can't do it. The fabric sidewalls. <laughs> <laughs> Hand woven well, by children in Africa. Well, alrighty. Let's, let's wrap back around to Mr. Grambino. Uh... Kill, not killing his truck, but he he. Put oh, I didn't kill it. What are you talking about? It loved it. You um, put your truck through a fat workout, to to say the least. Um, give us a little bit of give us paint us the picture with that thing. What what was going through your mind? Okay, well, Colin's truck. Well, let's we'll we'll preface this as to the why, right? Mm-hmm. Colin's big fancy truck um is not legal in Massachusetts, and he cannot drive it and get in. If he gets another sticker thing or something he has it gets impounded and he can't drive it and uh it needs to be returned back to stock for him to um get it back i guess i don't know the details either way he's scared to drive it so he didn't do that and his jeep is uh not trailerable or not um not drivable on the road by itself which is unfortunate because he now no longer has a tow truck or a truck to tow it with um so we had the bright idea, and I was I'm completely on board with it to, uh, you know, do a little bit of work to my truck, put the gooseneck hitch on it, and you know, tow the gooseneck with both the jeeps that we had on it for our Kentucky trip uh, up to Vermont, which you know, totally reasonable. It's <laughs> it's heavy, but it's um, we'll say it's in the load ranging load range of the truck's capabilities it was close um was over no 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 it was a it was 14k on the dot the whole setup was 14 oh yeah the yep. dot. Uh-huh. that's all you need to know 14k uh, <laughs> i think um, you're embellishing a little bit but oh no no it's exactly what it was i wouldn't go over the weight rating on the truck it didn't it wasn't <laughs> even on the overloads it was fine um <laughs> Is that just because you couldn't get the jeeps far enough up to get it on the overloads? No, that's because no, the, no, they the literally motors would... are facing the other way. That's why. Nah, 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 nah. Well, we only did that. We only loaded them that way because my fucking the front end of my jeep is too fucking wide to fit in between those fenders. Oh. So I'd be sitting on one or the other. We had to load them that way. Gotcha. Okay, so that kind of makes sense then. Because mine couldn't have been in the front because then my jeep is heavier than Colin's. We would have had all the weight on the truck, which I guess would have been fine. It wasn't even on the overloads, but for whatever reason, we loaded it the way we did. And honestly, it, it didn't have any issues at at the speeds I was going with it. Like, also, isn't that your second time towing a trailer like long distance? So you went from yeah, it wasn't even long. I mean, two hours compared to the the uh, Tennessee trip is hang on, hang nothing. On. I'm just trying to get the picture correct here, right? Like you did the Roush <laughs> trip with the U-Haul, and the, uh, borrowed trailer, if I remember right, or was that a U-Haul trailer? No, that was uh, Miguel's trailer. Okay, yeah. so you had Miguel's trailer for that one. You borrowed Sean's trailer for Tennessee, put it behind the old Cummins, and drove 16 and a half, or what was it, 18 hours. Uh, 20 hours in total. It was 20 down, 20 back. Okay. 
Um, so you did that, which, you know, that's a, that's a massive step with like a year in between the two of them. So what's his one up to that? His one up to that is putting behind the greenie weenie with two jeans on it. (laughs) (laughs) And like 14k on the money (laughs) Uh Uh behind a second gen to go to Vermont two hours away. And he's only towed bumper poles that are like 16 or 20 feet long. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I haven't Excellent. told Miguel yet, but I almost wrapped it around a telephone pole uh, after leaving the yard. <laughs> oh, what? I didn't think to turn wide enough. Oh, <laughs> I, only, I only fucked that up once. I did get stuck in a parking lot, but uh, uh, it was that was my own stupidity. Um, we fixed that fairly quickly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Oh, as as you all know, and I, some of our listeners may know, is I sort of just jump into things and don't really think about, uh, you know, that I'm in over my head until I am in over my head, uh, which is fine. It's a way better way to do things. If I was just like, no, I've never towed a gooseneck before. I'm not going to take us both on the trailer. And realistically, I could have just said, Colin, take my truck with your your trailer and I will drive my Jeep. And then if we break, we'll figure it out. Or we'll yep. do multiple trips. Or you know, we could have just put it on JB's trailer to go up there, and uh-huh. then we wouldn't have had this issue. But we were gung ho on doing it this way, and we did it. Um, How but... many sleepless nights were involved in making that trailer fit the truck? One. No sleepless let no sleepless nights. Um, several three a.m. nights. That's I did not pull any all nighters for this trip. That's an improvement. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Uh, so that that's a plus. We're 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 improving, but uh, where was I going with that? Um, You're saying on the highway it was decent. Oh yeah, when we were actually like going, I stop and go. It was it was a little little unhappy. Oh, and I also had to put tires on it. So instead of putting two eighty fives on it like it had before, which are like the stock tires i was like if i'm spending i didn't expect to have to buy tires for the thing they were load range d's or something they weren't E's, which i didn't know i never even looked because i just assumed they were load range e's because the guy who owned it before me um the guy who i bought it from bought it from somebody else who had said he had towed with it uh miguel had never towed with the truck or anything but you know allegedly it was towed with before i didn't really think anything of it i just assumed it's a 2500. It should have low range E tires. It did not. So I had to buy tires. So I put, uh, I took the 285s off that were low range D and put 315s on it that were low range E, which is a 35 inch tire coming from like a 20 or a 31 and a half. So uh, oh, there I go. 33, no, it's like a 32, I think, or something. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know the metric tire or the like the standard tire number thing, but um, either way, I put bigger tires on it, so I destroyed my gear ratio a little bit there. And and off off we went, I guess. And if you know how you get to Badlands, you know it's hilly as fuck. On gradual increases, when I was already going 60, it was fine. I had no issues with uh, I mean, if it was a long hill, I'd lose some speed, but I'd never be, like, chugging too bad. I'd hit the downhill and we'd speed back up and be fine. 
uh, it's a lot of weight. You know, I wasn't really concerned about it at that point. We were just kind of cruising along, going. Um, but once you get up to the end, once you're, I don't know, where would you say those hills are, Cody? I'd say they're like, like 30 minutes out. Like 30 minutes out in like a full um, circumference, I'd say. Yeah. Um, it gets tricky. There's a couple different ways to go to get to Badlands from 91 <laughs> or Route 2. Uh, my GPS decided we were going to take none of the correct ones. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Google Maps for sending me on the fucking goat path of a road that we took <laughs> with a 36-foot fucking gooseneck with 14K on it. Um, or not 15. on it, but in total. No, mm -hmm. 14, Cody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can we just talk well, really quick? I just We don't have to add it up, but just like, what would you say your truck is? 75? Five, maybe, uh, maybe a little. Uh, I don't know what 70, it is. Seventy-seven fifty, seventy-eight is. Okay, uh, so seventy-eight hundred for the truck, and then you have your Jeep, which is about fifty-five. Then you have Luke or Colin's Jeep, which is about uh, about fifty-one, fifty-two. I'd say no. He says it's heavy. It's probably about fifty-four. He says it's heavy. The trailer has to at least weigh about four to five. So I'm not gonna add it up. But I don't think it hits fourteen. And oh no, it hits fourteen. You do the math right, and it hits fourteen. Um. Oh, uh, oh. Another thing to add is that so you called me somewhere in between your like when you were leaving, and you said, "Hey, which way did you go?" And yes, I said my yes. way, and then I asked Marvell. Marvell said his way, and then j everybody there all took different ways to get to Badlands. So like, there was no good answer to reply back with on which way you should go, and that was that was hysterical because I'm like, well, I went this way, and then JB's like, oh, I went this way, and you're like, okay, well, what the fuck? <laughs> like, which okay, way well, would you fuck, suggest? The way we went back JB's way, and I'm gonna say, had I gone that way that night. It wouldn't have been any fucking better. Yeah, um, because that terrible. hill was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I honestly should have just taken the that one route that we know that kind of does that hairpin at the bottom of the hill in yeah. turn. Yes, and I should have just fucking chugged up at twenty miles an hour the entire way in low range and been fucking fine. And that's like the only major hill that I know on that route, and we wouldn't have had any problems. We shouldn't have overthought it and tried to go JB's route uh, because that just made all sorts of problems. Um, clarify jb's route is uh florida mass going down the massive hairpin dropping into adams massachusetts where the windmills are and you can literally see across to new york the way that i went was which is route two i believe correct going into north adams or adams yeah. and That's, then you literally take all that or at least on the way back you go down all that fucking bullshit but then you're on route two and it's a straight shot back to yep. uh the rest of mass and then my route is uh, 100, but you still get off in the Greenfield exit, but then you take a right next to an apple orchard, and then you just follow it out, which I still don't think is a terrible route. According to Luke, Luke's route is phenomenal, but it would add a shit ton of time for us because he's already on the western side of the Connecticut. Yeah. It's easy for him to just run straight up the western side, straight like directly straight up. So yeah, That was super well, easy so for me. So we have the benefit of just following Route 8 all the way too bad literally oh mm -hmm. like you so, do not leave route eight 
Yeah, and and from ninety, if you were to go ninety to Route Eight through uh through Lee to Pittsfield and up through Adams and all that, it's not bad, but it would add a shit ton of time for you or I, it, like a fuck ton. So, nope. you can keep going. You can explain your goat path, but goddamn, that it really there is for a, a non or for a vehicle that's having a little bit, just even a tiny bit of troubles. There's no good way to Badlands from the eastern side no. of Massachusetts, really. And and we're talking, you know, bone stock fucking twenty four valve. It it did great on, like I said, had it not, had I not driven it to that particular property, I probably would have had said I had no issues with it doing what it was doing at all. Um, but as soon as you start putting steep uphills and steep downhills, uh, in combination with each with each other, like right after. The other you end up with uh some some problems so it made us get it took us we were trying to go jb's way um which is route two then up those those um uh, up the mountain that way which is more of a main route i mean it's it's clearly marked there are lights great uh google maps decided i was going to get off in the middle of um nowhere essentially and go past the nice town of roe and I mean, and probably for about 15 minutes, once Where we got it? off of two, it was a big wide road, but no fucking lights. You couldn't see shit. And it was dark already. Like there was, I had to have my, of course I have my high beams on, but like there were no cars, two cop cars though. It was kind of odd. It was like, they were waiting for people to speed down that road that you couldn't see down anyways. Mm -hmm. um, so that was a little weird, but we sort of went down that didn't really think much of it. Um, it was making me go slow, so uh, every time there was a little bit of a steep uphill, which there was every once in a while, I'd go like five up it because I couldn't fucking see what was at the top and didn't want to like shoot down a fucking hill. And I had no fucking idea where we were at this point. My GPS was working, but I had no service, so it wouldn't update my route to tell me where we were going. So I had to just follow the route it was giving me. So we get all the way through here, and then it wants me to take a left, and that left's a dirt road up a hill. So I stop and Colin pulls up next to me and he's like, what do you, what, what's wrong? He's like, it wants me to go up that. And I say, I'm not going up that. He says, yeah, I agree. So we look at our map. We have to take a little bit of a, a detour around, but it brings us the same way. It was just trying to shoot us over, you know, a hill or something. Yeah. And it yeah, wouldn't you were, have been right. At that point, you were trying to go north because I think it was just shoving you west to west to west and not enough north to get up to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. So it was trying to do that. And we said no, so we went around, which was fine. There wasn't really any anything crazy about the way we were going. It was just really dark and really low speed limit, so there was like not a ton of progress happening at that point. Uh, and then it makes us go up this really steep, or not really steep, but a you know a, something you wouldn't think of in a regular car uh, hill going up. And then it dumps us, and I'm abridging a lot of like little random things yeah. that don't matter. Um, this really, uh, it, you know, it's, it starts as a gradual downhill, and it does one little turn. And I see an uh, emergency truck uh, escape pull off. And <laughs> then I see another one in a thousand feet <laughs> after it's still going down really sharp. And I'm like, huh, there's two of those. That's, um,. <laughs> Not a good yeah, sign. That's not, not that's a good not, sign. That's that means this is steep. Um, <laughs> and I'd already been like, I've been trying to pulse my brakes, but like, 
there's only so much you can pulse them, whether you need to like keep yourself slowed down. And then uh, I had looked out my window and seen it, but Colin also like flashes lights. Every single one of my brakes was smoking, and we're still going down this hill. So fortunately, <laughs> after the second um, uh, swoop, it kind of leveled back out. Not completely, but it was way flatter. I came to a complete stop. It still let me do that. I never really felt like I was losing... I wasn't getting brake fade or anything, but uh, you know they were smoking, so they were clearly fucked. Um, yep. So we stopped, sat there, and we were like, that's when we decided um, to contemplate the way the GPS had brought us. And this was 20 minutes left on the drive, which is exactly how we had jackknifed Collins' trailer when we were going to Kentucky. 20 minutes left till we were at Harlan, or Black Mountain, whatever the property is yep. called. And we jackknifed the truck on a hairpin turn. And, you know, <laughs> we're sitting about this the yeah, whole we're, time, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're sitting there like, huh. This is the same fucking bullshit. We tried really hard not to put ourselves in the spot. I called Cody. Uh, got everybody's <laughs> different routes. We avoided the one route we thought would be sketchy. And here we are in the middle of fucking nowhere with no service and nobody has any fucking <laughs> idea where we are. And we have to get this truck, which has brakes that are overheating. Uh, we did take the TJ. He was in the TJ behind me the whole time. Down the rest of it. And it was like two more steep-ass switchbacks. And then we had to go over a narrow fucking bridge. Like, just absolute fucking ridiculous that it uh, brought us that way. Um, versus, like, a normal route. So. <laughs> and mind you, they are now about two hours late from the, uh, their original time. And we're all getting nervous because we haven't heard from these guys in over an hour. We're like, okay, uh. Why are you nervous? That's early for Colin and on time for Graham. Because we know that they're a little over their heads right now or uh, whatever. So we're like, okay, is everything all right? Like, what's going on? Like, what, what's what's happening? So we're getting nervous. And then he can continue on. But, like, we're all calling him. Like, my girlfriend's checking uh, Colin's Snapchat location. Dan's checking the location. Everybody's, like, scrolling through. And then all of a sudden... We get a little ping on, on on my or my Instagram, and it's like, oh, Graham posted a story. So we're like, oh fuck, there he's in a ditch. Like Colin's with him. Like oh god, and it ended up being like a six hours ago post. And it was just like late for <laughs> notifications. So we're like, really? What the actual fuck? So you can keep going. I just had to share our little. Uh, yeah, no, I know you guys know <laughs> because we said we'd be there at like ten. At this point, it's. Mm -hmm. 11 i don't even know what time it was we weren't really paying attention but either way we sat there at night yes it is okay. pitch fucking black you can't see shit um we sat there let my brakes cool there was nobody on the road so we both i had colin scout out like the rest of what the downhills were going to look like to see like how long we should wait for these brakes to cool down for because if it was just like one more little turn you know sure we'll just scoot down it and then we'll be fine back going good uh, but no, it was like another steep hairpin, or not hair, it wasn't quite a hairpin, but it was a steep downhill into a sharp curve. Uh, and then it had another one after another, there was a break at that point, but there was another one after that. So we knew it was going to be more for the, my already cooked breaks to <laughs> do in one shot at a reasonable speed on the downhill. And I also don't have an exhaust brake, which is definitely something I'm fucking doing, regardless of whether I uh, 
tow 14k again or not i would like to i really didn't other than that horrible hill it really wasn't too bad with the right changes i would be fine towing that oh again. absolutely a little bit of power um, oh. in making it so that way you can actually load the truck a little bit more like act, like put helping helper bags onto it or something just to put it I, I have timbers on it oh i didn't know that that's really fucking yeah. cool great well, so yeah i mean it tows getting... it it handled it great just doesn't um slow Stop down it. as well as i i mean that's partially that stupid fucking trailers issue yeah uh mm -hmm. with one jeep on it those brakes work okay with two jeeps on it it's there but it's not helping it doesn't it won't pull you back uh to say the least and when we actually did get there and chris was like yeah those brakes are cold it's like great so my trailer brakes weren't doing shit it was mostly truck brakes sweet um what were you gonna say luke starting to catch that little like little itch there starting to scratch oh it's them bad yeah because uh, I, I fucking i i realized that it i mean it does great with a uh, my jeep and a single car but i mean the gooseneck was fun to pull and you know <laughs> would have been funner if it would stop and uh go up hills faster but um you know it is what it is it did it did great i didn't have any issues with the tranny really uh, which was one of my bigger concerns. Um, the highest it hit on the trip down or over was 180, and that was like chugging in high range up a hill. Is that at the um, line or in the pan? In the pan. So All it's right. a little hotter, but that's still not... I was, Rule if, of if thumb, it, just from what I remember now, this might not be correct, and someone might tell me I'm a fucking idiot, but add 25 degrees to the pan. Yeah, for a so that's time. fine. Yeah. yeah, that's still totally fun. Yeah, that, that's still that well the reason for sure. Yeah, and then on the way back, I saw two hundred, but it was warmer out. It was already hotter, and we were going up that stupid fucking hairpin thing for about twenty minutes of just sustained uphill with like no, there's no run up. Like at this point, you've lost any momentum. You're just crawling up this. Uh, and that it hit 200 there, but it was warmer. Uh, that's like the um, the hill coming it's... out of Black Hills, going the opposite direction that you guys did, because I was going down. Uh, there's just like a mile and a half long, stupid, no run up. You come up a hairpin, and then you're just in this long trough. Yeah. So, but anyways, either way, I'll wrap this up. This, there's not a ton more left here. <laughs> Uh, oh no! Know. Explain your whole start-stop thing where you were oh, going no. okay. you're gonna make miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All oh, right. Okay. So we were sitting there at the top of this hill, wondering, you know, what is the best way to get this down without absolutely fucking uh, our days up or our night up? And uh, we came up with the inchworm method, uh, which is go, you know, let off the brakes, slam the brakes, you know, stop it. Well, not completely, but, you know, I kept it below five miles an hour down this entire hill, and it took about uh, ten minutes to get it down <laughs> like this. So just inchworming my way down this so I don't cook the brakes any more than they already are. I don't know if that's the best way to go about that, uh, but it worked, and I didn't... The brakes weren't getting incredibly hot incredibly quickly. They were getting hot because I was using them, but not to the extent that they were when I was trying to go down at it, you know, 40 um or i don't know what it was probably like 30 25 uh which was still sketchy um going down those first two so either way the inchworm method worked we stopped after the first one waited a little bit longer let it because they were like fucking frying like and I, I think cody you could attest even when we got to you guys like they oh. were still cooking and i hadn't been oh. using them a ton 
at that point. Like they they were still just coping yeah, you, with that. You guys coming down the hill, like it was headlights and then just break smoke out the side and we're like, holy <laughs> shit, they're alive. Like, <laughs> oh my <laughs> like I mean I am I'm thoroughly impressed that the truck did so well to the point that it wasn't catastrophic because like it's not a new truck. You think of new 2500s, they can pull, I think my truck, which is a 60 and nothing special, is quote unquote rated for 18,000 pounds with a gooseneck. So these older trucks just really don't have the same amenities as the older trucks. So you think, "Oh yeah, it's fine." But you got to remember, I was 2001 or 90s 99 when was your truck yeah so so you gotta realize like i was four years old when that truck was made to the point of like that's when they were doing that towing capacity so it's pretty fucking impressive that it did what it did honestly yeah no i mean really other than that one spot it was not bad and like i said if i hadn't been towing to like the hilliest property possible i would say it had no issues whatsoever um yeah. it was just that that we literally just we decided to take the gooseneck and all the jeeps on it to literally the most difficult property to get to with a, <laughs> a trailer so you know typical i'm um, happy you did though it's good it's good to find your limits and i think you might have found it and <laughs> and it's no fault to you i just think that you know it well, I found the truck's limits. I honestly, like I said, was I enjoyed pulling the thing up until inchworm moment, and even then, after that, I mean, it was it was still sketchy, but it was late, and we were taking it easy. And you know, now I know what I need what I need to improve. If I just tow that fucking my my little single car trailer, which will be what I do most of the time, but I do like having the option. Um, I know what I need to improve on, and had I not taken it on that. I mean, I'm sure there's easier ways to figure that out, but um, it worked out. It worked out. So either way, yeah. Eventful trip over there, but we made it work, and then we and we started wheeling. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's my trip. I know we just spent like 20 minutes or more talking about that. And I know was it before the podcast? I think it was before. Luke was like. We can't talk about the trip down for an hour and a half and then talk about the trip for an hour. Uh, so no. <laughs> Trying our best here. Yeah, it, it needs to be discussed. You did you did a lot with your truck for the first time, and that's pretty oh, yeah, fucking that's like cool. The third time I've ever towed a trailer, like I would that second time successfully. Um <laughs> first time was technically successful if it wasn't for the six O. No, it wasn't. I had to change trucks halfway through. That's not successful. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm saying it wasn't like the towing that was the problem. I'm saying the truck failed you. I'm not blaming you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Every every time it's always something. I mean, I don't know. The Tennessee trip wasn't bad at all. It was just yeah. 20 hours. Yeah, um, it was just long to then stay there for not so long. The first one was like, oh, great. Like, my truck was doing great. No issues. And then it broke. And then I had to get a stupid U-Haul trailer, U-Haul truck, which had no trailer brakes, and then suddenly it was worse. Uh, it was a fifteen hundred with no trailer brakes. Like, great, cool. <laughs> I just lost my like, you know, the, the nice cushy part of the whole ride over. Like, have fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then this obviously was a whole other shit show. But um, 
You know, I'm for doing it though. That it, you did good. Yeah. I give you props because I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done it. I've been like, eh, no, nah, we'll just figure out a better answer. You're like, nah, fuck it, let's do it. Load it up. Let's get. It, let's get it going. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's but this the way is. To do it. This is exactly how Diesel Bros became Diesel Bros is because they go, oh, I'm going to do Diesel Bros shit. And then, damn, my truck doesn't do Diesel Bros shit. Time to make it do Diesel Bros shit. Yeah, and... well, I'm not going to like be as dumb as Colin. I still want it to be like reliable. And not that I actually would have any issue with the mission stuff, but I don't have the money to put into Diesel Bros bullshit. But I will put is, money yeah. where money is due to make it do what I want it to do. Dude, uh, I'm telling which, you, like an HX40 with a set of either RV sticks or, um, you know, like 75 horsepower sticks, and that truck will a come alive. But like, you're not gonna lose a lot of reliability. Add in some engine management, like a good EFI live tune done on a dyno, and that truck will surprise you quite a bit. Um, oh yeah. If you go up to like a small housing S300, that's when things can start getting nutty. Um, I would highly recommend that you uh, use your exhaust temperature as a uh, make sure to just tune it so that you can't like tack out an exhaust temp gauge basically is my uh, big <laughs> spiel there. Um, that number going up is really nice but if you're not flowing enough air it gets really fucking hot really fucking quick. Yep. Um, that leads into uh, what happened to me. My, I brought my dad's truck and his he doesn't have DEF. So it still has like the old school filter. So it's like as I was climbing. Here's the that truck. 2012. So it it's like the year DEF. before. Yeah, it's the year before. DEF. 2012. Yeah, yep. you've got the I, one where it sprays fuel, right? And like firebombs the exhaust. Yeah. Have you ever actually heard one of those trucks go yeah, into... It's Weird. nuts. Dude, it literally sounds like a jet turbine through the exhaust. And, well, for some reason, his truck doesn't do it. It doesn't regen, but blah, 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 blah. Climbing up the hill into Badlands, I saw about 220, 225 out of that thing because it's it's screaming because it's choked the, it's choked the fuck out. The intake's mm -hmm. pulling all the air, but, like, the exhaust just can't push it out fast enough. So, yeah, you're absolutely right, Luke. It, it, it gets hot quick. Like the, the 7.3 I'm looking at buying, it's um, it's got a 68 millimeter large housing turbo on it, which on a 7.3 is fucking big, um, yep. just for what it is. But there's plenty of airflow, so that's kind of why I'm like really excited if that happens. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it would be cool. Um. It you can always talk to Chris. Chris knows his stuff about a 7.3s. Yeah, I was yeah. going to talk to Chris about it once I had more of a idea if it was actually going through. Because, um, like, I don't want to bother him about it too much until I have paperwork in my hand. Understandable. For sure. Well, come on, Graham. Tell us tell us about you following the buggies and what'd you break in your shitbox. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll jump right into this. Um... Chris was up and ready to go as he usually is at eight in the morning. Uh, uh -uh. I had uh -uh. not. You're missing something. What? What you didn't do? Oh, I didn't fix my <laughs> brakes or like any of the stuff that I said I was gonna fix. And my brakes have been not broken. They still work. They don't work well since Tennessee, and I just haven't. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Initially, I thought it was the booster, and I still think the booster is a problem because it 
is hissing from in, inside the booster. There's a vacuum leak in the booster itself, uh, which it's a brand new boost booster that pisses me off because it's brand fucking new. It shouldn't be leaking internally uh, or, mm-hmm. you know, have a vacuum leak internally, but that diaphragm must just be fucked. Um, but at the same time, I think my lack of pressure is definitely the master cylinder. So I bought a new master cylinder and a new um, brake booster to put on the thing, and I just never had time because I was, you know, trying to scramble and get the truck sorted. Uh, and I, you know, had things that popped up that I didn't expect to, like the tires on that stupid thing and other stuff that just took more time than I expected. So I never had time to fix any of that stuff. I brought it all to Badlands with me with good intentions of putting it on. <laughs> but, you know, we showed up at 1130 or whenever the fuck we got there. Uh, yeah, there was no time that night. Um and by the way, we were expected to leave at like two, get there at like five, and just have yeah. all that all sorts of time, and it just didn't happen. I think we left at five, uh, <laughs> and we did. Oh god, that makes it sound so much worse that we got there at eleven yep. thirty, twelve. Jesus. Um, not, not to mention we're hanging out by the fire, and Graham looks over at me. He goes, "Hey, when you wake up, come over and wake me up." I said. All right, Graham, that's fine by me, dude. He goes, because I really want to put the master and the booster in before we go wheeling. I'm like, all right, yeah, dude, that totally makes sense. Absolutely. Well, Graham forgets that when I'm camping, I wake up early as fuck because once the sun hits the tent, it's a goddamn sauna and I'm fat as shit. So like my ass is like, hey, time to get up and get out because this ain't it. So I wake up at six, uh, grab me a Dr. Pepper. I'm like looking around, check on Buckley because Buckley was with us first time ever camping. So like dude forgets like blankets. Like I had to remind him to bring a a thick sweatshirt. Like that's like how new to camping he was. So I knock on it and I'm like, hey, man, you doing good? He goes, yeah, I'm just freezing, like hearing his teeth chatter as he's like saying, yeah, I'm all right, buddy. Like, all right, man. So I thought you were hot. Really that cold? He's cold. Yeah. Well, because so also I had Caitlin and I'm fat. So like you know, uh, it's one of the, okay. and also he was in the insulated cab of the truck, so what, he didn't get any of the heat from the sun. Like I was baking in it. So I walk over to Graham's hammock, mind you. Colin pops his head up like a little gopher. He's like looking at me, and I'm like, oh, good morning, Colin. It's like he does his typical thing and like lays back down. <laughs> That's I walk classic. Over, I walk over to Graham. Go. Crack the fucking Dr. Pepper. I'm like, good morning. He's like, uh-uh, too earlier. He said something <laughs> saying like, fuck you. No way I'm waking up right now. He goes, I'll wake up when my phone goes off. And I'm like, what the, f- what? All right, whatever. Didn't really think anything of it. He goes, I lost my phone. I'll hear it go off at some point. I'm sitting by the fire that morning. I get the fire going because I don't know. Like, it's kind of nice waking up, chilling by the fire, drinking your coffee. All of a sudden, I'm at I'm at Dan JB's and Sean's campsite. Fucking Dan screaming at JB because he thinks it's JB's phone going off. Uh uh-uh, uh, no, it's Graham's <laughs> Graham's fucking phone. So Dan's like, JB, turn your fucking phone off. Who sets an alarm when you go camping? He's so mad. I walk over. I'm like, stop fucking yelling at him. It's not even his phone. He's like, that's fucking. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, my, the best part was my <laughs> phone was in the food box for some fucking reason. <laughs> So it took a minute to find it. <laughs> My God, man, you are truly special at it. Oh yeah, it was, I bring him over his phone, and he still doesn't get up. He just curls up with his phone now and goes right back to sleep. I'm like, well, he's not fixing his shit before he goes wheeling. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
Yeah. You know, it, is, this is becoming a sad tradition of ours. Uh, show up broken, spend a quarter of the day fixing it, and then go wheeling. Oh, no, no, no. See, we skipped the fixing part. We just went wheeling. Oh, uh, excellent. Even uh, it, was, it was, yeah. And uh, I think it was, like, probably first trail after we had gone up. So we did, I don't know if you were, you weren't there last year, were you, Luke? No. No, um, I unfortunately wasn't. Last year, we hit that red on the far uh, right of the property, Cody, um, yep. where it was slick as shit, and it started pouring rain after we like got like a couple people up. And then yep. I think Miguel was the one who was stuck on it when it started pouring. Well, we all shot up that, and that wasn't too bad at all, really, because it was so dry. Did Miguel um, have his buggy there? No, he wasn't there. Oh, that's no, a shame. They they had gone to vac they they went on vacation the weekend before uh, and um Brianna had to work that weekend so kind of, I get it they didn't yeah. end up making it happen so oh and Miguel's got like flat foot syndrome or some shit because of that uh you know he squished his feet so um yeah <laughs> understandable All I'm say is I can't wait to see those guys and JB at Roush that's gonna be cool his feet no I don't. I don't oh, care about dude! Feet. Oh, you said those Miguel, guys like you're talking. Brianna, um, JB. Yeah, we see those things. No, I those guys. Yeah, yeah. I got no. I got you now, but I definitely when you said those guys, I thought you were talking about his fucking toe beans or something. No, I don't give. I don't want to see those. He can keep them. Yeah, you things. don't want to see Graham's <laughs> double knuckled up feet either. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um. So yeah, we scooted up that. I think this is where like things started to break on oh no literally like first turn in on that trail which is like the red off the green i blew a brake line so i'm glad i didn't fix any of my fucking brakes because i now blew a brake line and had to zip tie a fucking vice grip to it for the rest of the trip um mm -hmm. which worked great like i didn't have any it didn't make the brakes feel any worse um it was still the same shit uh we did that and then we went up a little further this was past that red that we just talked about and my traction bar ripped off because they had all walked back and were like, whoa, 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 stop. I was like, whoa, why? What do you mean? And I, they, you know, tell me my track or they tell me my um, track bar is broken. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, why is my track bar broken? Um, yeah, they tell me my track bar is broken. I get out and it's my um, traction bar for the back. Uh, these are all these four link guys. They don't know what a track bar is anymore. Um, <laughs> so they're like, your track bar is broken. And, you know, obviously they, they meant traction bar. Mm -hmm. so uh, I yanked the traction bar off it was already pre-unbolted like the nut was gone I don't know where the fuck the nut went I just took the bolt out because it broke from the axle side it just ripped right off the axle um, which I expected to happen uh, to be honest it had ripped from the top when we got when we came back from Tennessee so I cut it all I cleaned it up and welded it from the bottom or welded it on, and then the bottom didn't fit right, so I couldn't... I wasn't going to fill the gap on the bottom. It was already fucked. So I just welded it as best I could uh, with what I had left, and it was now at the... The tear was at the bottom versus the top. So I didn't, didn't really change anything. I just fucking moved where the you know weak point was. And it just ripped completely off. So then I had no traction bar, which is whatever. You don't need one. just helps mm -hmm. the Leafs. Um, and the drive shaft. Yeah, but I re really didn't have issues with the drive shaft until I just hammered on it in first gear and dumped it into second when we were coming back um, from the river later that day. 
Uh, and Chris had to remind me that I had no traction bar and that noise was my U-joint. I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably not do that. Um, <laughs> said it sounded like an AK going off. It's just like... Kuh, 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 kuh. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, that was like the... That was the extent of my breakage there. And then the rest of it was just like... I don't want to say point and shoot because I don't have stickies, but I I followed those guy th guys through quite a bit i mean there were a couple things that were just like dumb that i was like no i'm not doing that but um even some of the stuff that i was like i'm gonna and i wasn't in the front either i was towards the back there was like jb behind me and that was it um hmm. and and we kind of just went through things with without any issue i mean it really just goes to show and i was following the guy in front of me had a um no i totally forget his name um uh, a rear steer buggy and he was doing some stuff with rear steer and it was making these obstacles look a little harder than they were so then i'd look at it be like shit well the rear steer buggy just had trouble with that i'm gonna i'm gonna suck wind going through this and uh you know it would, it would just hook up and then it would be fine and i wouldn't i'd get through it as quickly or in, in some cases i actually got through some of them faster because i didn't have to deal with a rear steer and put in my rear tires they just kind of went where they needed to go um so that was fun it was you know I'm still learning the whole front end on my Jeep and with the 40s and everything. It's just totally different than it used to be. And it continues to surprise me how much it will go through, you know, with minimal effort. Whereas with the 37s, I would have a lot more trouble. And then, I don't know, I, I still haven't popped a U-joint in that front end. or And a, I hope I don't pop a stub shaft soon because um, it's a 35 spline outer now, but... The U-joints have been a concern of mine, and I haven't had any issues, because they're still just the greasable ones. I should have put, like, solid joints in there, but mm -hmm. uh, they're expensive, and it had good joints in it already. Curtis says he runs the, the greasable ones, so I was like, okay, well, if they're good enough for Curtis, they're good enough for me. And they haven't blown up yet. Um, so that's all good. But, I mean, just fun time all around. And then we met up with you guys. Uh, and you just continued to do dumb stuff, and it was... It was great. Yeah, it, the traction was just incredible. Like I said, it's never been that dry anytime we've gone, so it was sort of like a breath of fresh air to come to that property and actually be able to do all these trails that previously had been sort of fucking us. So, Graham, did you guys manage to go down by the uh, the river? No, we didn't go down by the river on the property. Okay. Um, we I still don't we still don't know where that is. And Colin refuses to go down there after we blew an MTR, that, but that, I don't know that trail that me, you and Colin went down. Yeah. We, uh, uh, I was just wondering. Yeah, we didn't we didn't check on that again. Um because well by the time we were done, so we had finished wheeling for that day, and we were going to go back out that night, and I think some of the buggy guys did, but when we came back from you know, the swimming spot on the river down the road from the property, uh, we came up the hill, and I wasn't hitting any, I wasn't hitting it too, too hard, to be honest. Um, probably, if anything, I was going easier on it than I usually do up that hill because it's fun to bomb up. Mm -hmm. and I get to the top, and I push my clutch pedal, and nothing happens, 
and oh. then, a puff of, then a puff of smoke comes out the top, and I was like, oh, okay, so my clutch is broken. Uh, I didn't notice, I didn't put two and two together initially, but then, you know, we stopped it, popped the hood, nothing was on fire visibly, and I was like, oh, well, I have no clutch, so that means it melted my clutch line like Luke's did on uh, at in Kentucky, so... That was the cool. amount of shit that I got for my clutch line melting is amazing. Well, oh, I this it may have been because my exhaust was pinched off like fucking crazy too because it had like three kinks in it. That's another thing I didn't fix from um the trip before we even, you know, got to Badlands was my exhaust kind of crumpled under when I went to pipeline with um uh I don't know what group of guys it was, but it was um Nick Nick James had invited me. I don't know if he's. I think he's a rockaholic now. Uh, Mass Motors property out in Gloucester. Um, so I went with them and I smashed my shit up there. I heard good. good things about that property. It's fucking fun. Um, definitely go if you have an opportunity to go. Uh, they usually do, or every time that it's been available, other than this past time, was was available it was um it's all nea meetings so if you want to go you got to go to the nea nea meeting in gloucester if they do one and then you can have that opportunity but anyways yeah i smashed my exhaust up there and it didn't get any better throughout this trip i just curled it up even more so i'm wondering if the extra back pressure caused my engine just to get hot hotter than normal my engine temps were fine but it must have been exhaust temps or something that were all fucky and it like it just melted i don't know i don't even know where the puncture is in it yet i haven't looked at it i just you know put it in gear and limped it onto the trailer and off the trailer and into its parking spot so i'll look <laughs> at it when i get a minute it's, it looks hysterical it looked like yeah, a my exhaust wet noodle wrapped up around his his axle it was hysterical to well the best them. part is it would get wrapped up under and then it would get unwrapped when rocks would grab it the other way like I'd hear it going, doing all whatever it wanted. Oh, it was fucking great. It was a great Did no weekend. Did one have and... a cordless sawzall? Nope. Really? I think, no, one of the Rockaholics guys said they did, but we never got to it. Yeah, it wasn't high on the priority list. It wasn't like it was causing the engine to run poorly, and they were all like, I don't I don't know how that thing runs, and it was like, oh, it seems to be going fine. <laughs> it just sounds weird and rattles a little the bit. It extra back pressure to help make up for the fact that the cylinder's like got no compression. It, it works out somehow. Just, <laughs> you know, you're double compressing the exhaust to get extra pressure out of it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know Graham, I'm almost starting to feel bad for your Jeep. Why? No, it's not that bad. <laughs> no, I mean it's it it didn't leave broken in any catastrophic manner. Just like little peripheral shit that needs to go back on, and then it'll be good to go. Nothing in critical has broken, and I the back axle could rip off for all I care. I need to redo it anyways. Uh, I don't want it to, but it could, and I wouldn't be incredibly upset. Time for the four link. You got like a month. Perfect timing for Roush. No, no, no. I have a month to build Sean's Jeep. Yeah. Uh, not my Jeep. I will fix my Jeep and try to keep that rear axle from ripping out, like I had just mentioned. But I will not be able to do any full four-link bullshit. I have to get Sean's done. Mm, yeah. Start. I mean, I get it. Sean, uh, he's excited. and I No, I want to get that done for two reasons a it's on the lift and taking up space i can't really work on my stuff anyways uh, 
and that's not any his fault. We're working on it, and I want to get it done. Um, and you know, second, just I don't want to have it sit for a long time. We, we've we've had projects that sit a while, and it's just not a you know, you lose motivation. So I'd rather it just it's a mental thing when it just sits there for a long time, and you're not making a ton of progress. So I'd rather bang it all out as quickly as possible in as good a, you know obviously not half asset. I want to do a good job on it. But at the same time, I don't want it to take so long because I'm trying to make it so perfect that it stays there for six months and he can't fucking use it, right? I'd rather, you know, get it done in a good month. Um, we're not, it's not like we're reinventing the wheel. We're using the Alpine Peak kit. I'm excited to put that in and have some impressions for that. Um, you guys doing a little, little bit of tube it, work. Right? You'd, he didn't buy the links? Uh, he's getting front links. Yeah, we're going to have to you know, do the links up, um, at, on the fly, but it's not, that's, that's easy. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. It's not the, the geometry is set. The geometry is all set. Uh, I just have to put the coilover hoops in the front. So the coilovers that he gets can go in. It has coilover mounts in the back already. I just mm-hmm. need to put a truss on the rear axle. The gears are already done. Um, what I need truss- to put the tires on the rims. He's got what- an Artec truss. In the back. Is that what the, is that what they suggest to use? Because obviously, like I mean, if if the guy from Alpine Peak Performance, you can use whatever you want. Dude, I don't think he. Really I don't know, know if he. I don't know if he has a rear truss. If it's engineered for a specific like, for, it's not. It's not. You can engineer it for whatever the fuck you want. There's no rules. This is rock that's lame. That's lame. That's like that's like you just decredited everything Luke did for his. You're like ah fuck it. What the, whatever well, he did no, on the so, doesn't matter. It does, but at the same time, you work within your constraints. You can't always make the perfect link setup, and Luke sacrificed quite a bit to get his perfect link setup, right? He had to uh, cut his entire floor out, and uh, then we had to rebuild sacrifice. it. So, That's not a um, sacrifice. You know what, though? I'm going to stand behind. I would absolutely 120% do that again. You know, yeah, it's a the, means to it's a oh, means sorry. to the end or something, right? Isn't that the term? Means yeah. for the end. Um, I got exactly what I wanted out of it. You know, it doesn't. It's not perfect for like you couldn't do it if you wanted to keep your backseat. It just wouldn't work. But on mm-hmm. the other hand, it's all nicely tucked up. Everything hangs at the same height as the front cross members, so it's fine by me. I'm gonna run it. Hey, I can't fault you there. You know it. It's not something where, like, I would fault anyone for saying that they didn't want to copy what I did because of the extent of what I did. And what I did did take multiple weeks of cutting out material where I had to cut material and then realizing that the whole pan had to come out. And then more weeks when Graham rebuilt the floor after I had moved. So, you know, it is it is a major undertaking. And I can't fault someone for wanting to buy, like, the Alpine kit. Um, I can fault them for... I don't like the Clayton ZJ kit. And I would never buy the Clayton ZJ kit. Um, and having ran, like, a single and a double triangulated four-link, I could never go back to a single triangulated four-link. Like that episode we talked with... Uh, brad and bart about the amount of force that goes on to that upper link in addition to the fact that you now start picking up way more roll steer very minor nitpicks but they're nitpicks that to me matter a little bit 
No, I agree. I agree completely. Well, Sorry for the long-winded rant there, but it had to be said. No, no, that's fine. On me. And, and that's why I haven't touched my rear suspension, even though I fucking hate it, right? Is I don't want to do it poorly. And I'm not saying that the Alpine Peak kit isn't isn't a is a bad kit. I'm just saying that I don't know everything on I'm, I'm I'm fairly particular about it, and I have no need for my back seat anymore. That's the other thing is I like it's basically storage for my battery and my recovery kit and my shitty tool bag that doesn't have any tools in it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. uh, and I I would like to cut all that out and rebuild it with some intent, you know, with some purpose behind it and say, okay, well, this is where the battery goes. This is where all the fuse relays and shit are going. Cause I do want to put those near the battery behind the passenger area. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to that yet. I haven't had time to wire it all how I want it. Um, I'd like to move. I don't need to move the fuel tank. I don't know if I'm, I should go to a fuel cell, but uh, that tank does pretty well. I'd like to actually build that into it somewhere. And then I wouldn't have to worry about it. You know, just, it's already protected, but yeah, you know, if I get rid of the, the, the janky thing, ratchet straps, that'd be nice. Um, if you, you do go sell, like just skip the skip everything and go straight to a Walbro style pump. Yeah, uh, but if I do that, that that's we're talking. I don't know how much. I was saying everybody was nobody was giving me shit for it, but they were asking why I didn't just put a fuel cell in. Like Chris was asking me why I didn't put a fuel cell in my Jeep. Versus just the factory tank. I think it was him. I don't know. I believe it was Chris um, too. Yeah. Yeah. And and my reasoning was, I have this tank. It's free. It has a twenty something gallon capacity, and it has a little mini, um, uh, hydromat on it already. I've never had it not be able to pick up fuel at any angle. I've had the Jeep at. Um, it's just never given me problems, and it's free. I already have it. The only downside is it's shaped kind of like a fucking egg. Uh, whereas a fuel cell, if I was going to, you know, before knowing what I know now, I probably would have ended up with a moto built. I would have put my Cherokee fucking fuel pump in there and I would have had issues like Luke where it blows the fucking thing off. Or if you don't do that, I, how much is the moto built cell? It's 350. Um, if I were to right? do it again. <laughs> I would have went with an RCI, uh, one of their, I think they're called bladder cells, where it's the plastic outer cell with the inner lining, and mm-hmm. then I would just run a uh, weighted fuel pickup to a secondary sensor, or not sensor, I'm sorry, secondary filter and secondary pump outside. That's by far the cheapest, and probably, in my opinion at this point, best way to go about it. And how cheap is that even? Like you're still paying I think it's like whatever for the twenty or hundred and fifty bucks for this um but you know what? I have the lovely power of Google right here, so give me a second and I'll get back I mean to you're me. talking about, you know probably five hundred bucks at least to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Um give me a sec. Like I said I was saying two thousand to do it right. Which probably isn't the case if you find the right parts. Um, no, you're talking about a two hundred and twenty dollar, um, two hundred twenty dollar cell. Yeah, but what's the capacity on the cell? Sixteen gallons. Okay, if I was gonna do it, I'd want to keep my capacity. I'm All not right. make. I'm not turning the thing into a buggy. It will still be a full bodied rig. It has the option to drive on the road legally, or is questionable, but it will be able to drive on the road and still look like a jeep. 
Uh, so I'd like to con- maintain the capacity that it has. When you get with those bigger tanks, to get a decent one isn't. It, they're all they all looked fairly expensive, and then you'd have to do a hydromat. You've got to figure out a pump or a you know a pickup situation. You're reinventing the whole fucking wheel, and it ends up costing, you know, whatever they're it costs. Safer, to do that. They're less yeah, like they how how what's this, what's the, what do you mean? What's the difference? Because it's well to be fair, most fuel cells are designed to be standalone, where a jet like a normal uh, fuel tank is designed to be behind a firewall. Yep. So, eh, I think in I both cases you're, you've got a you've got a fucking box, plastic or aluminum, with fuel in it, with a fucking cap on it, with a rubber gasket, a vent line somewhere, and. You know your 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 fuel inlet. I see almost no difference. Uh, yes, there is obviously some issues with uh, reusing a factory tank as a cell. Um, okay. I honestly, I have my vent line is actually leaking right now. It's it's actually oh, broken in half. Pretty. My oh. it's it's just fumes, right? Uh, even with that broken, I rarely smell fumes. Only. The only time I smell it is if I've just started it or if I like really shake things around really quickly. Like when I slammed down on that rock, I didn't smell shit on that video. Like mm-hmm. I I rarely smell fumes. Uh only like I said in specific scenarios when it makes sense for you to be smelling fumes because you're uh you know starting the thing or it's been doing something weird and uh yeah, that's the case. It's like I think generally when it's running, there's like two instances. First start and then I don't know. There's, I think it's, I couldn't tell you because I don't smell it that fucking often. That's the point. And that was something I looked into when I did that because that was my biggest thing. I've got glass back there most of the time. I'm missing a window right now, but there's almost always, it's almost always, always fully enclosed. Most of the time you see that shit, it's in an open air buggy. My biggest concern was fumes. And the few people I talked to about that said not to worry about it. Just put your vent line where it makes sense outside the cab and you'll be fine. And that's been the case. So um, I think if you're smart about it, you'll be okay. And you spend no extra money on a, on a cell. All right. Rant over. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we covered a pretty good bit. We, you don't know, have to cover the whole thing. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't talk about your fucking anything. What did you do? I didn't do anything. I just wheeled what? it. Things were great. Yeah, I how did it, how did it go? It did fine. So again, I have yet to really be concerned about for the actual wheeling of it. It's always just been the trip back home. I didn't want to go wheel it knowing that my steering box was compromised and then have to drive on the road afterwards. You didn't drive it home, did you? You put it on a trailer. No, no, I put it on a trailer and that's what I mean. I it was it did great. It has no problems at all. I crunched the tail light, crunched the header panel, almost destroyed the whole side of it, but it was the kind. It was the bitch route. I could have dragged the whole tree, destroyed the whole passenger side, and yeah, I would have made the obstacle. But like, yeah. the fuck? What's cool about that? Like, I'd rather do it in a way that like I slid off the top of a rock and crunch the whole fucking bee, and then laugh about it. Other than that, it did great. I literally had no problems with it. Jeep ran fucking swell. Uh, I did. I did fold a shackle, but like, what's sixty bucks? I'm not really fucking worried about that. Yeah, just get the um, crown ones. Like I like uh, I think Colin was telling you and yeah uh, he yep. told me because that happened to me as well. The crown ones are like it's three eighths or something. Maybe that's a maybe excessive, but they're thick fucking um, side ears, so mm-hmm. they don't side load like that. And I think it's like a 
couple inch drop, which is probably what you had in it already anyways. So yeah, I had I a two inch those. drop on it. And they're actually cheaper than some of those like JKS and other random ones that you could get. I think I had JKS ones and they folded. Uh, yeah, the crown, the crown ones are the ones to get if you're sticking with leaf springs. Yeah, um, yeah. real quick to circle back because I actually got the information that I was looking for. Um, it's 206 bucks for the plastic cell. Um, yeah, and then you're looking at another 85 to 120 for the pump. Yeah, well, that's not too too bad, I guess. Uh, it's still I still money, feel like though, there'd be, it. I still feel like there'd be more like extra extraneous things that you'd have to add after the fact. Yeah, like uh, which that's not getting your gas do it proper. working. That's not getting any of that. That's just getting the cell in there and getting it so the Jeep will run again. Yeah. But and I that's the I other thing that. is you, you lose out on that other shit, like the gas gauge and all that fun stuff. You know, I do like knowing how much gas I have. Then I don't have to be like Colin. Oh, I'm out of gas. And, you know, had he didn't, if he didn't have a, a gauge, he would have never known he was almost out of gas. I guess yeah. he said that was Kentucky gas. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> fucking horrible. Poor Jeep. Yep. Um I I mean I get it. Like I do understand why cells are important to a certain extent, but I also get where you're coming from on that, Graham. Like you don't need it yet, so what's the point in like spending the money on it? But Yeah, and it's not like I'm being stupid about it either, right? I know um there's plenty of ways for that to go wrong, but and if I was smelling excessive fumes a lot, then I would be looking into that. I still need to fix that vent line. That still sketches me out. I've got a, it's not just sitting there open into the cab. It's got a rubber uh, hose over the two ends to keep it connected, but mm -hmm. I still don't like it, right? I should just get a new one and, or, you know, run a new line. That's, I think I'm running it to the charcoal canister. I don't think my EVAP system ever worked. So it's always probably been going to that thing and, never purging because that's supposed to the whole evap system is supposed to pull that pull the fumes out of the charcoal or something i believe while it's running but my charcoal or my evap pump thing has never worked so it's always been like that it's never had a problem yeah, um, it'll be fine yeah exactly or i could just dump it out by that wheel and be fine too i don't know uh dump it out yeah, by anyways, the wheel I'm, be a man yeah i'm, I'm not gonna I, I will go back. I can continue on that tirade for a minute. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, I'd say we covered it. We covered a decent bit, to be honest with you. I don't know. We spent about forty minutes here talking about uh, the adventures of getting there, and only about <laughs> half an hour on the actual trip here, Cody. Reach for some more. I don't know. I was impressed with um, Ryan didn't break. That was cool. That is true. That was pretty impressive in itself. I don't right believe there. these lies. Um, could you please figure it out and uh, come back again? Because Ryan not breaking doesn't compute. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. No, he's actually got the thing running pretty good. Odd enough, the it's carbureted still. He was having more issues going... I thought it was always uphill that would give you issues. He was having more issues keeping it running on a downhill, which I thought was interesting. Um, well, normally he has the issues going up the hill. I know, that's why I was confused. Yeah, I, I. When did I he have know. an issue going downhill? Uh, at that big, and that might have just been because he was nervous. Because this was after that steep thing that I told you to just go, and it'll push your tire, and it didn't push your tire, and you almost dumped it. Yeah, uh, yeah, there was. A, he was, there was he a was scared of that. He was like, "Don't put me in that line." And I was like, "Okay." 
And then I stood on that <laughs> rock. It was like, see, I'm standing on it. I can't put you here. Um, <laughs> but I think he was a little nervous for that. And that might've been part of the stalling uh, issue, but he also, that, he, he lost breaks going down that hill too. So that's something to, uh, oh. to, to talk about. Yeah. So I'm sure that that definitely put a dampening on his downhill performance. Um, you don't need brakes for he's an he's a manual, right? Yeah, with with the doubler. Yeah. Yeah. So he's fine. Yeah, yeah but still, you know, you I literally, like I said, my brakes barely work, but it has not phased me. And that's not saying that shouldn't be fixed. That having brakes mm-hmm. for an emergency situation is a very necessary thing, and it still it does sketch me out. But I've gotten used to it. And I know how much braking power I do have and how much engine braking I can do with the thing in low range. I'm never moving fast enough for it to get out of hand. Um, so that's part of why it hasn't been a super high priority. Uh, doing ledges and stuff is the only time it's a little iffy because when you're backing off a ledge, you're not, unless I put it into reverse and back off. But if I need to go quickly, then I'm in more of a pickle. It hasn't mm-hmm. happened. I haven't done a ton of ledges without all the brakes as they're supposed to as they are um but that's the only time it's ever given uh you know cause for concern yeah those uh, are all excuses neighbor. fix your fucking brakes pussy i know i need to fucking fix them it's <laughs> stupid shit i'm just pissed that it's like mostly new crap and it just i don't know that master won't bleed they're a pain they 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 are a pain uh mine still isn't as good as i wish it was so, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that you just got to learn and figure it out. Mm. Um, yeah. So, Luke, did uh, you do anything fun with when you had COVID? Uh, mainly, it was stay in bed, and I played a little bit of video games during it. Uh, the first two days were absolutely not fun, and... I think the worst part overall was the insomnia that I got out of it. Um, Did you get any weird taste? Nope. Honestly, dude, COVID was like seasonal allergies for me, but seasonal allergies don't cause me to have wicked insomnia and then just be like irritable because I've gotten two hours of sleep in two days. Lucky Um, bastard. And then I couldn't control my body temperature. That was the other. Yeah, thing that that's weird. that's the big thing that was annoying for me. Other than the lack of taste when I got it, oh. everything smelled like burning. Yes, it oh, <laughs> so it didn't bad. Smell like burning for me. Um, I did lose a bit of my sense of smell, but like that kind of happens with some of my seasonal allergies too. But did things smell like up. burning? No, no, he got it lucky. Yeah, yeah. My, was... when you go to take that cup of coffee and it just Ooh. tastes like fucking burnt water, oh. it's like the weirdest. Uh, there's no way to describe it if you've never, uh, you know, experienced it. It's just you don't taste the taste; you just taste like the effect of what happened to the food. Like pizza just tasted like. Oh, it's terrible. Oh, was, yeah, terrible. it was weird. Like acidic everything was just heat. odd. Yeah, and no, and like that was the thing. Acid, like anything, anything acidic. acidic, and it was citrus oh, stuff. And yeah. if, it, if it was anything with any any sort of citrus in it, would be just fucked. If you didn't, if you got something that didn't have anything citrusy in it, you were almost okay. Like some things tasted sort of normal. Obviously, a lot of things have citric acid and other stuff in it that uh, causes that. This is yeah. That know, is now we're going ideal. into health podcast territory uh, here, but. 
we can talk about some of the random impulse purchases. Like I bought a brand new set of straps for my trailer and I bought steak pockets for it finally. Uh or nice. the oh, yeah? steak pockets finally. Fuck um, yeah. And then, you know, I meant to order the stuff for doing my um outer axle shafts, but the problem I have now is I'm not getting paid for a week because where I'm working they just like didn't want to lay me off but they're not paying me and you have to be out for more than a week for short-term disability so uh, i don't yeah. know if i'm going to be doing 35 spline outers right now uh before roush unfortunately i'd rather make roush than i can bring you spare 60 shafts i literally have a set okay like... i've got a set in the back of the truck but they're twisted to hell because they're the original ones that were in there i've got brandy new ones and i think the u-joints are not brandy new like they're rusty but like uh, they're unmolested. I'll put it that way. Are um, they out of the I, year sixty? Yeah. Okay. As they're long out of, as they're, they're out, out of, of JB sixty-nine to 04. Yeah, I think they're out of JB sixty. He put chromos in it, so oh, we've sweet. got spares at the shop. Uh, um, that'd be cool. Um, I might have to hit JB up and see if I can pick them up off of him. Um, mm. but yeah. Oh no, they've been at my shop. You're paying me. Okay, then he's paying rent for those fuckers. <laughs> that's what it gets well, i don't know no, it's whatever don't you don't have to pay me for them. just fucking i'll bring them with me get them out of the shop okay that works for me. Me. um and then i got invited this morning by um john and casey to go wheel with them at 5313 so i'm gonna be loading the jeep up uh friday night and i'll be taking off bright and early from where i live to go to calhoun georgia and wheel with them Oh, fuck yeah. Um, that's going to be super cool. Next week's episode is going to be really interesting from the sounds of it. Everyone here should have something to talk about. Yeah. Um, excited for that. Yeah, I'm really excited to go see 5313. Uh, I think that's what it's called. I'm going to double check because I know I'm going to get an angry text about this <laughs> if I get it wrong. You know, the George Washington trail too, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 5313. I was correct about that. Okay. Um, there you go. We're, we're getting a little bit better. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just excited. It's been a little while since I wheeled and I feel like it's going to be nice to get that thing back out it did really well um other than the fuel pump breaking so it's just going to be a nice quiet little trip down there quiet trip back it's kind of funny because to get there you make a left out of my house um and then you make a right and you're on the road that you have to drive basically the whole way there for an hour so that's going to be Can't super that. yeah yeah that's fucking nice Damn. <laughs> I think I can count the number of turns that I have to make on like less than one hand, maybe a Jeez. toe. <laughs> yeah, we get it. You're in the Mecca off-roading. Suck a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what's your closest property though? Uh 5313 is in about 58 minutes. Huh. Well, uh, you know, if I get invited to pipeline, it's only 20 minutes from the shop. Yeah, that's, that's great. I can really drive my close. Jeep home at 8 PSI on the road and not have to worry about <laughs> I, it. I do that normally. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's different for me. We have no fucking properties on the Northeast. And, uh, you know, it's it was just kind of refreshing to not have to worry about it. I was like, it could be completely broken. And I could literally probably, not that I would, but I could walk back to the fucking shop <laughs> and figure <laughs> something out. Like, whoa. Or, you know, it wouldn't be a far cry to be like, hey, 
Somebody want to want to trailer me back, or no? Even, even assuming I didn't break anything catastrophic, I could just limp it back. It's that fucking close. It's wild. Glad I've just never. I've, I've never. No, not even. Like even if my clutch was broken, I'd probably just. That was the fun part. Is I could oh, shift God. it from one, two, and three in low range, and it would still go. Like I could probably uh, um, limp it back that way. That would be a little bit of a stretch, but you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be the end of the world. Which got cool. rich. I don't know. I've never, never had that. It's, it's not like I, I'm Richie and in my properties as I walk out my back door. Or <laughs> I, uh, I was just gonna say, my closest property is about five feet. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh shit! You're an exception. I mean, I, personally though, I would still rather drive uh, an hour and a half and go to AOP than drive an hour and a half and go to Ma Bell. But you know, hey, you do you. Yeah, I guess somebody rolled a day or not ALP. Um, of course, somebody Ma probably rolled a ALP. Uh, yeah. Ma Bell, um, while we were last weekend. So yeah, while we were at Badlands, I would be willing to bet someone rolled a AOP last weekend as well. Yeah, that's that was. That was <laughs> uh, I messed that up, but um, yeah, that was kind of interesting. I guess they were on committed, committed, which is a no no if you know anything about NEA stuff. So yeah, that's always fun. Not sure what happened there. I mean, they were on that hill. It looked like a relatively stock Cherokee. Um, yeah, interesting. I don't know. Because he was on fucking uh, TSLs, trash ass tires. Ah, oh, that'd do it. Those stupid right. TSLs. I've heard IROX and I've heard TSLs. Which is it? I was on TSLs. All right. Hundred percent. I think but, Pezzo uh, was, I think Pezzo was there. I mean, we might be able to get deets out of him. But uh, can I yeah. can I do I the know. random quirky fact? Yeah, sure. Sure. Squirrels are behind most of the power outages in the U.S. The uh, the American Public Power Association, which I guess is a real fucking thing, is called APA, says that squirrels are the most frequent cause of power outages. And at one point, they made a data tracker that was called the Squirrel Index and found out that during May and June and October, November is the most common times for squirrels to fucking kill the power. So if you ever run out of power and it's, there's no thunderstorm or anything going on, blame a fucking squirrel. <laughs> a funny yeah. fact about that, uh, I didn't actually know that, but uh, for two days, one of my old jobs was shut down because a squirrel actually jumped inside of the transformer, fried himself, and fried the transformer, and it was an industrial <laughs> uh, transformer, so they had to actually come out and replace it, but they only fried the one that was going to like that building because, you know, you're running presses in there, and it was in a... Um, semi-residential neighborhood so because of that the whole shop was shut down for two days thanks to a squirrel jesus <laughs> that's hysterical so we had a power outage one night because of one it was like a couple months ago i saw it too i was looking out my window at like the perfect time and there was just this massive i thought it was lightning at first but it was like lightning doesn't come from the ground and all <laughs> the power for like at least all the blocks that I could see around my apartment uh, were were shut down. Like, there was no lights anywhere. So I was like, someone or something fucked up. <laughs> it was probably a squirrel. Because uh, then, like, literally five minutes later, I saw the electric truck coming by, and they had their spotlight. They were looking at all the telephone poles for the junction. <laughs> and I guarantee you they were looking for a fucking fried squirrel. Uh, so that's funny. So, so 
last week for three consecutive days going out to my Jeep at lunchtime, I had a squirrel in the Jeep. Yeah. Almost, almost like a bird in the Jeep. <laughs> yeah. <not> bird, bird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what is it with Cherokees and squirrels? Because I've had squirrels in my Jeep too, dude. Like, do they I, like the, the shitty crayon smell that the Jeeps give off? Uh, I don't, I know I have a family of squirrels living in the tree that I park under at work. And all last week I had the half doors on. So it's uh, not shutting the Jeep up real oh, Do you leave like your little crummies in there? Like you leave your extra. Did you, you know, say like crummies Donald's? or no, crummies? Crummies. You know, your extra uh, McDonald's wrappers, like your Burger King. You leave all that shit in there. They'll no, eat that shit, I bet you. No. There was one day I came out and the squirrel was just sitting in the passenger seat and I walked up to the door and it's looking at me like, come on, bro, let's fucking go. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> so with the hole in my fenders, um, I am now either attracting birds or I'm attracting cats. They come opposing uh, each other. I've had to let a bird out of the Jeep twice recently um, and a family of cats has like taken to liking it and i find cat paws all over the seats now it's great that's like, super <laughs> funny <laughs> well the birds go in there so the cats go in there that makes sense yeah <laughs> they're going hunting <laughs> you, you go built in. a giant birdhouse that's pretty funny cats go in to get the birds <laughs> are the, the holes aren't that massive oh no i guess they are the they cat aren't could probably that just bad anymore that. but a cat just climbs in right past the coil over yep uh <laughs> I went out there one day to start it up, and I started it, and a very, very perturbed stray cat went yeeting himself out. Like, it sounded weird. Um, you ever hear, like, a cat where it's really pissed off, but it's more drawn out? It made that noise as it's it like ran. that low, low noise, like, right? Yeah, like that noise yeah. all the way from behind the driver's seat out through the rear fender and kept making it as it ran into the wood line. And I'm like, really, dude? This is my Jeep. <laughs> oh, kitty. Shit. That's funny. Well, I've tried to end it three times now, so now I'm the asshole. Do we, can I give it a try this time? You can. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. Please, if you haven't, go follow us over on Facebook. Go follow us over on Instagram. At some point, we will be dropping merch. Don't know when that will be. We've been promising it for the past five months. Fuck it, it's fine. But some of it exists. I have, oh. I have some. Like, there's, there's a chance it might come out at some point. Just a matter of time. <laughs> just hopefully just a matter of time but also as well if you can leave a review on any of your listening platforms we definitely appreciate that and on that note keep your birds with your cats and keep your fucking squirrels away from the electrical have a good night